Welcome to The Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their names. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Mandy Fabian. And every week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies, books, the trends, and of course, all of Mandy's dumb ideas. Grab your couch. Let's get to it. (laughs) Grab your couch? I don't know. (laughs) Like, give that couch a hug. How I know you were traveling in New York City, Broadway. Oh Tell me everything. It was spectacular. It really was. I had the best birthday. I was sitting in one of the theaters watching the Broadway musical Six. Oh, oh, it was so great. Um, and the girls uh, loved all the shows. We saw the play that went wrong, which was so good. We saw... Um, the little little shop of horrors. We saw uh, uh-huh. we saw David Burns Utopia, which American Utopia, which I could have, yeah, I didn't really, I yeah. didn't really know what it was. And Patrick was all excited. I was like, sounds great. And then the girls and I were like, we are so bored. Uh, yes. So we didn't love that, but we saw yeah. Hades Town. <gasps> oh wow, you really went all out. We did. It was a big epic celebration. We went to the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. And we walked around. Great. It was freezing cold. I loved it so much. Yeah. It even snowed and a little on our last day. If you had to pick a favorite show that you saw, your favorite, what oh. was it? I would say, gosh, it's either Hades Town or Six. Six okay, was the just answer like is six. Yeah, the answer is six. Well, they're different, right? Six is just a bubbly pop. It's like the Real Housewives of Henry VIII. Is kind of yep. what it is. Yeah, it's very just a shot of adrenaline in your mm. in your arm. Funny. So you like that musical? Uh, the fandies are all going. Oh my god, what is with Fabian? <laughs> Remember, I recommended it to you and yeah. you listened to it. Yeah. No, I know because you you introduced us to it and I was being silly because yeah. I oh. I just wanted to tell you that um, I'm a wonderful person. I know we talked about this before we went on the air, but I want to remind you how thoughtful I am. There I am yes. on my birthday watching yeah. six. And then after the show, I saw something that I would like to gift you for your birthday. And I don't is it know. Zach Efron? It's not. It is bum, bum, bum. She's holding up a baseball tee of Six the Musical. Mandy? Yes, I got you a t-shirt. It's a really Is it really for me? It really is for you. I bought this for you. Thank you. It looks like your style. Now, I have a question, though, because this is a a good... uh, We may have different opinions on this. No. (laughs) I wasn't going to get it for you because I thought, well, she didn't go to Six, so does she want a t-shirt from an event she didn't go to? What do you think? I mean, I I figured you would like it, but I don't know. I do like it. Okay. I love a baseball tee. So you did well in picking the style. Thank you. Um, I mean, it's not man cave sh- swag. I almost what? said swag, swag. again. What it's is not man cave you? merch, which I've ordered a ton of. Get serious. But yeah. I, I don't mind because it, it, it'll be like, you know, hey, yeah. my best friend got this for me when she was in New York on her birthday. So yes. It's good. Exactly. If you like found it at a garage sale and brought it over, then maybe not so much. But that no. has meaning to me. Yay, it was very special. You. We were, I was taken by the moment. Well, I'm glad I did yeah. then. That's good. I, I thought maybe you'd have a thing because you could be specific about stuff like that. Like you don't like to go to concerts with mu- with music that you don't know the words to. Right. You know, so. And there are certain pens I refuse to write with. I have a lot of things like that. <laughs> I didn't know about but the I, pens. Yeah. So, and no one would call me OCD. Right. I have little quirks. I have like, yeah, there are certain Uh, pens I like and pens I don't. Okay. 
While we're talking OCD, my mother does not listen to this podcast so I can get away with this. Oh, Helene. Oh, oh see, now you know. Yep. Uh, she has become such a hoarder in the past <gasps> 10 years. And oh. I actually sent a video to, I'll, I'll send it to you so you can see for yourself. She has, we used to have this like downstairs office and now it's just a storage room with like 30 bottles of Jergens lotion, 30 <laughs> bottles of conditioner, 30 <laughs> bottles of shampoo, 15 <gasps> bottles of Listerine. Oh. Everything she uses is in this bunker. And oh then you leave God. the bunker where there's not a surface that doesn't have at least a dozen bottles of something. <laughs> and you go around the corner and there's a whole toilet paper room. And it's, it is just like, you know, 32 pack after 32 pack stacked up almost ceiling high. She is off her rocker. She's so clean. It's all things to clean her body. That's so interesting. She is very clean. At the, at the rate I shower, like I would not, I wouldn't even go through 30 bottles of shampoo the rest of my life. Right. (laughs) No, she's ready for the end of days. It's. (laughs) It's crazy. Or to open a business for the end of day. I don't know what she's doing. It's it's disturbing. Well, you know, you could do a little side hustle if you ever wanted to move back to Massachusetts and live near your mom. You know, you could like sell a you could get her to buy the goods and you could sell them on Etsy or something. (laughs) Yeah. Etsy (laughs) known for wanting uh, Alberto VO5. That's not a lie. It's Alberto VO5. Oh, my God. That's what she's stocking up. Oh my God. Yes. Um, It's amazing. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Did you you give thanks? Good. Good. I did. I had a great Thanksgiving. Got to see lots and lots of family and friends. You know, haven't been to Boston in two plus years. Haven't hugged my mom in two plus years. So it was all... Wow. It was a big one. It was... Yeah. Uh, There's been a little thing called COVID. Mm, Never heard of it. No. Yeah. That's not real, Um, but okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. Oh, and good. I might have a slight Boston accent. I'm just saying. I love your <laughs> that Boston. Can happen. Bring it. I'll bring my yeah? Texas. Oh yeah. Oh, all I right. Don't... Let's do this. <laughs> I can't so, really do Texas too long because it it starts to mess me up. But I've got it. Yeah, and I <laughs> grew up like in a white trash town, and. So I, know. I don't have the classy like Kennedy accent. I have like a wicked <laughs> piss a townie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. so weird. Everything else about you is so classy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, all right. So this week. Yes. We read or listened to. Sorry. We listened to mm-hmm. Dad is Fat. Yep. I think the first book by Jim Gaffigan from 2013. Oh, was it his first? I believe so. He did a great job. I got to tell you, I loved it. I, I uh, really did. Really? I, oh, no. Really? That's so funny. I loved it. I was in New York, though. So he's talking about raising kids in New York. And I have mm-hmm. my kids in New York. And I'm lugging, you know, a 9 and 11-year-old telling them we're going to walk five more miles today. and Get your coat on and wear your gloves. And, you right. know, and uh, I would never raise children in New York City. My God. No. Oh, no, yeah. I would have been childless for sure if I'd stayed there. Although, shout out, my friend Michael Ann said something to me 20 years ago that has always stuck with me. Yeah. And she said, if anyone could raise a kid in New York City, it would be you. What? And she's like, I just think you could handle it in ways that other people can't. And I was very flattered. You should be. That's high I praise. I never did it. 
but yeah. I always helped ladies with their strollers in the subway. And I was always, oh, you know. Yeah, no, um, I don't think that's true at all. I think you'd break like a twig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a delicate flower. Yeah, there's no Walmarts to shop in. You know, you can't. Oh, you got to throw that in my face. <laughs> that is not nice. Shame on you. Uh, no, I mean, you know, it's very inconvenient. It's very inconvenient. You don't strike yeah. me as a as an inconvenient person. Like you. Nope. Yeah. You you like you go with the easy life. And that's good. Much like our friend Jim Gaffigan, who wrote this really just anecdotal. It's yeah. almost like a stand-up routine for to listen to for five hours. Delightful. Yeah. But he ended it with something that is a hot-button topic for you and me. Oh. He is anti-camping, as am I. Oh, yeah. Because it, you said convenience. <laughs> yes, I am a convenience whore. Yep. I want running water and electricity and a mall, frankly. I just want a mall everywhere <laughs> I go. Well, maybe they'll have a camping trip to the mall and then you could satisfy, you know, you could do the camping that your that your husband and kid want to do and you could also go shopping. I would do that. I know you would. Well, I think I we just came that. up with a million dollar idea. Yes. I could be like a camp leader if it was in the mall. <laughs> I, camp counselor. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like, and I didn't really know this about him, but I'd heard it, that Jim Gaffigan sort of fills the hole that Cosby left behind. And I know how that sounds. Um, <laughs> but I loved Bill Cosby as a kid. I loved him. I love that you used the phrase, fills the hole. <laughs> Thank you. That he left behind. It's true. I, you know, I used to, I had that whole, dad is great. Uh-huh. Give us yep. a chocolate cake. I had that whole routine totally memorized as a kid. I memorized all yeah. his routines. Yeah. And, and so to have the person who like kids could listen to his comedy and it could be, you know, it's a very Do safe... Do your girls listen to Jim Gaffigan? Because Casey turned me on to him. What? No. Come yeah. on, really? Truly. Yeah. Uh, how did Because he... Casey loves comedians. So I looked up like clean comedy and we found Gaffigan and uh... Casey started like, oh, I can't believe you don't know this. And I had like, I knew him as the Hot Pockets guy, as we all do. Sure. And and I I actually used to find him a little annoying when he switches into his like, What's he doing? Is he going to do more about bacon? God, like, I don't like that voice necessarily. Yeah. But then when Casey was listening to him, I started. And now I know all his routines by heart. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I I thought about it midway. I was like, oh, I should get the kids to listen to this. But, you know, I, and, I, and I probably But you could will. do one of his comedy specials. Like, you know, oh, just his albums. He's great. Look at you gifting me with things to watch with my children. You're an endless font. I love that. Yeah. I, I for <laughs> What did you just call me? You're a font. You're a freaking font. <laughs> font you. Font off. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I think it would be great. I, I really, I liked it. I will be honest. I, I listened to him a little bit on the plane and, and I could not stay awake because after a while, his patterns start to get a little redundant. Like, I think it would be fun to watch his special, but, and, and after a while, you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You love your kids and they're annoying. He has some great lines in there, but it wasn't, you know. Oh, I wrote down so many laugh out loud moments. Yeah. 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 Um, even right off the bat, he starts with a who's who in the cast of the book. Oh, that is so funny. And he did it so well. Yeah. And he, he was like, as the dad, Jim Gaffigan, prior credits include the title role in the long-running show, Mediocre Uncle. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just loved it. You know, it was the way he described everybody in his family. And yes. It was, it was great. Yeah. Um, I, I, when he talks about, uh, you know, how you're, I've always said like, you know, you, you, your first birthday party for a kid is like, you've come out of a hole in the ground and you don't right. even know it's happening until like he does a whole bit on first birthday parties and, and like how people get into each other's business and how awful it is to make conversation with parents and playdates, like all that stuff. It's so obvious, but he just, he nails it. Well, that, that was, um, one of the things I wrote down that, uh, play dates are like bad double dates yeah. where like, you know, you like the other couples getting along well, the kids are happy, but you're stuck talking to this parent that, you know, you absolutely have nothing in common with, or they're not a good conversationalist and you're just stuck there like a double date. Yeah. He nails it. Yeah. I've always said that. I, in fact, when I had, I didn't think I wanted to have kids for the longest time because mm-hmm. I'm in a, I'm an inappropriate person. Like I'm like, I would, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't have thought that I would ever have kids when you met me, but I, I figured it out. It wasn't that I didn't like kids. It was that I didn't like parents. I love kids. Oh, interesting. I think kids are cool. Yeah. Well, can I reveal something personal about you? Why not? <laughs> it's not embarrassing at all, but it's something I vividly remember. Okay. When you were going through what we all um, go through, which is you bring home a newborn and you're so happy and you're high and you've got all the hormones helping you get through. And then those hormones crash. Yeah. And you go through a really tough time. Yeah. And and I remember you saying to me when you were in one of those tough moments that you were scared because you're not the kind of mom. You didn't think you could be the kind of mom who would like build finger puppets. That was something you said to me. You were like, I'm not going to like build arts and crafts and what my poor kid, you know, like I'm not that type of mom. And I remember like talking with you and saying, we're all a specific type of parent, right? I ain't crafty, but I do other fun things, you know? And, And so it's just, I, you know, this book makes you really think about parenting. It makes you think about those first stages, because as he states, like, they're always just bringing home a new baby. They have five kids. Oh, my God. Um, you know, but it 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 makes me look back fondly and also look back like, oh, I got through all of that. And you discover yeah. what you're good at and what you're bad at. I, it's so funny that you say that, because, of course, now I look back and I'm like, I was awesome. Right. I mean, did I ever have a bad day? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'm crushing this whole parenting thing. I'm amazing. No, uh, but uh, but you are a mom who would build finger puppets, so you were wrong about that. That's true. I I did get crafty. I, I mm-hmm. definitely. Well, I had two. You know, like we built forts and made little. You have two. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I thought I might lose one of them in New York City, but it didn't happen. Nice work. Hey, what did you think of that chapter? I loved how he was talking about how people judge him for having five kids. Got five, right? In a two-bedroom apartment in New York City. I thought that was really interesting because I was totally judging him. I mean... Yes. and But also, I was a little bit like... so. I know. I can't even... I I do lately, I do get a little bit like when I I see the babies, I I don't want to raise one, but I do want to snuggle them. I I get Mm -hmm. so like... I love babies. So do I, people frown on that? Like when you just walk up to them on the street and snuggle their baby? <laughs> um, post COVID, maybe. 
you know? Yeah. Before that, yeah. people loved it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, I have the auspicious honor of being the a person who offers to babysit constantly and no one ever takes me up on that, which I, I wonder about that. I'm like, I remember. When, when have you offered to babysit for Casey? Hold on. Casey's the same age as Mike. I'm talking about baby babies, like when you have a little oh, baby. Oh, OK. Um, and I'm not a baby person. I'm a kid person. So yeah. now I will acknowledge the existence of your children. But when they were babies, <laughs> I'm just not a baby person. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, like I said, I don't necessarily want to change diapers for another two years, but there's just that snuggly. But I don't understand they're having all of that sex and having all of the babies as a result of that sex. Like, did you? I'm going to ask you a really weird question, but did you, oh, when you yeah. guys were trying to get pregnant, did yeah. you like feel different? when you were like, did anything feel different when you were like, oh my God, I think we made a baby? Or did that happen? No. No, you didn't have any of that? I remember doing the thing where you have to lay there after with your knees up. I don't know if it's a wives tale or true, but I remember doing that. Um, Oh my God. That's just because Jeremy loves rim jobs. I had to say that. I don't know why I had to say that. I, But I did. And by the way, are you too old for your father to give you a rim job? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that was so funny <laughs> really great movie guys vacation check it out if you didn't hear our podcast earlier yeah sorry i don't know why go I back said and that. listen to that episode that was just magic. it was it was good did uh, it feel different when you guys were trying to conceive or i have to be honest yes i swear to god when we made delilah i thought uh, oh it felt i don't know it felt different it felt different which was unfortunate because we weren't exactly trying but there was a weird kind of, yeah. Because he called you the next day? Or? <laughs> well, I was, I, this is so graphic, but I, it, yeah. was, it was happening during a time of the month when it, I shouldn't have gotten pregnant. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Mm-hmm. He was leaving town. Okay. He was leaving yeah. town for a month to go shoot a movie. And sure. so we're like, time to say goodbye. And it was, I was right, you know, in that time of your lady mm-hmm. cycle. It just mm-hmm. in case it offends people, but I was menstruating. Yeah. And um, I I felt something like funky. And I was like, oh, it's very powerful. Felt like we made a baby, but that's biologically impossible. But guess what? Not biologically impossible. Apparently not. Yeah. But I do remember you being surprised. I remember where we were when you told me that you were pregnant with Delilah. Oh, really? At the 101 diner. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Did I have Abby? <laughs> was I chasing her around or was I living a carefree No, no, life? no. It was one of our, like, you know, we would meet there and work and write. And, oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, I remember. Oh, God. But you were surprised. It yes. wasn't like you were trying. Nope. We were very yep. surprised. And what a what a great surprise. <laughs> yes. You have to say that because we're recording. Yeah, she listens but to our once, podcast. She, yeah. she actually was like, could you get more rim job jokes in there, Mom? Uh, but she's a great kid that way. She's very supportive. Speaking of the births of your children. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan and his wife, Jeannie, yep. who he puts on such a pedestal. I'm like, really? Is it? Is it? Is she as great as all this? But um, <laughs> they so did five home births and you yep. did home births. I did. I and did. he said a lot of people judged him. And and made him feel bad about that. And I was wondering if that if you felt that as well or uh, no, I mean, 
you know what's funny? The the most extreme reaction I ever got was after it had already happened. I I had two children healthily born at home and I was doing a job with a guy and I'm happened who his wife is a obstetrician, like an OBGYN. And I sure. happened to mention, oh, I had both my kids at home. And he was like, no, oh my God, that is so dangerous. I can't tell you the horror stories. And I was like, no, no, no. It it happened and I had great home births. It was a perfect experience and I'm fine. And he was like, oh, uh, it was like, that was the right. most extreme judgment I had ever felt. It's like, I, I, I was like, no, honey, it it was okay. Like you're, I don't, you're, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's not my experience. It was very right. funny. Now, did you have sex with him when you were on your period or no? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, when Patrick's out of town, that's okay. You know? Yeah. We have different sure, rules. Sure. I'll, I'm going to do an audio book about it. <laughs> you, you need another project. Yeah. Uh, um, well, there were, I think a lot of this book was Jim Gaffigan's like reaction to being judged for all their choices. Yeah. He feels judged that they live in New York. He feels judged that they have five kids. He feels judged that they do a family bed. They, you know, he like this was his oh. way of saying, well, did I sleep through the family bed part? Uh, you must have. It was at the end. It was really funny. <gasps> he said, like, that they believe in a family bed. Oh, God. And basically, Jeannie believes in it, and he goes along with it. And he <sighs> said, you know, so, like, we say to our kids, if you have a bad dream or if you just need some extra snuggles, feel free to pee in our bed. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, right. For those who choose to do these things, for, you know, there's attachment parenting and, and non and all of these choices we make. I couldn't breastfeed and I got very judged and I heard a lot of really? lectures about, oh, yeah, like people like to insert their opinions when we're all just doing the best we can. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's just, true. We're just making choices and hoping we don't fuck up our kids too badly. And. That's, that's the, what this book felt like to me. And, and I liked that because he does it in such a funny way. But I think he's saying, screw you for judging me. Well, and it kind of makes you feel good, too. Like you go, OK, great. So everybody does things differently and screw everybody else for judging for judging me. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, don't you didn't you have that classic? You and Jeremy must have felt that multiple times where you're like driving home from a play date, just trashing another family for not disciplining their kids or for, you know, making all the wrong decisions. And now their kids are whatever. And we you do just that. defined our entire relationship. <laughs> that is all we do. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, and it, it took me a while before I realized, oh, people do that to us, too. Like, they. Oh my! Yeah, own. it's weird. We do it to you, but I know nobody does it about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm confident. It's funny. My sister actually, uh, she will say things kind of to me, and it, uh, like she doesn't mean anything crappy, but like you know, my kids are pretty. They, you know, we went to six. They got water bottles with six on them, you know, and we went mm -hmm. to Little Shop of Horrors, and they got Little Shop of Horrors jackets, and of course, oh. so my sister's like, you know, wow. Is there a gift shop they pass that they don't get something, you know, which is a legitimate thing. But also, uh, I never shop. Like, I really am not a big shopper. So in a weird way, I'm like, great, we'll get a water bottle for the kids. And we'll get a sweatshirt jacket. <laughs> I judge parents who spoil their kids, like with gifts and toys and too much material things. I judge it. 
I hate it. I have very strong opinions about it. You are the opposite of that in every way. Really? You would always opt. Yes. You would always. I know you well, and I know your girls well. They aren't the kind of kids who just assume something is coming to them. And you would rather give them an experience. Oh, yeah, than definitely. Give them a toy. And yes. They and because of that, they're your girls have these imaginations. They you could give them a piece of paper and <laughs> they could true. create 50 games with a piece of paper. They don't need stuff. So yeah. I applaud you saying this is a special trip and we're going to buy you some special things to remember these shows. Yeah, I think that's great. You do not <laughs> overindulge your kids with well, material goods. My parents took me to New York when I was eight years old. And I remember going to 42nd Street. Now, I didn't get, you know, souvenirs at the show. I I kept my playbills, right, from every show yeah. I ever saw. Like, I, you know. Um, and But I remember my little Empire State Building snow globe that I had for years. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. So I did. I let them, like, go crazy and get stuff. That's great. Yeah. It's absolutely great. Uh, let me just text Jer about that so we know to have a talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's rolling his eyes. I can hear him rolling his eyes right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I it surprises I, me that anyone there's so many things you do wrong as a parent. Yeah, I know. It surprises me that your sister would choose that. I read your blog, I know. Yeah. I, <laughs> your blog. I think what's funny is now, because you know we have eleven year olds, what I think is the new the new frontier of judgment is now what it's gonna be like to have teenagers. I can't tell yeah. you how people love to tell me how miserable I'm going to be, how I better enjoy liking my kids now because I am definitely not going to like them when they're teenagers and how right. I have everything to fear and worry about, especially the fact that they're going to become addicted to TikTok. It's, yeah, it's, that's something I, and maybe I remember when I was pregnant, people were like, ugh, birth. And I was like, well, unsolicited advice yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is that is yeah. something because I guess, you know, on some level, it does give you something to talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. it is the lazy man's small talk being able to have kids. Oh, do you have kids? It's great. Right. Whether you care or not, it's something you can always say. But when I give you unsolicited advice, it's really charming, right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. So what do you think I should do about my two future teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> Military school. It's always my answer. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, so there, he tells, Gaffigan tells a story about uh, Tom and Barb. Names have been changed. And they go on a trip with Tom <laughs> and Barb. They don't, <laughs> Jim and Jeannie don't have kids yet. And they go yes. on a trip with Tom and Barb and their baby. Oh, and I loved that story so much. And the world <laughs> revolves around the baby. And Tom and Barb can't even brush their teeth in the same hotel room as where the baby's trying to nap. Right. Because we knew each other in that time yeah. when our kids were that young. And, we, you know, and if it's your first kid, you, again, yeah. you're just doing your best. Yeah. We were never Tom and Barb, were we? Barb sounded very resentful. Like, yeah, if you know, when they were they were on a hike and Barb has the baby and they take like two steps, and they're like, "Well, we got to go back. The baby's restless, or the baby needs to eat." And Jim Gaffigan and his wife say, "Well, we're gonna go ahead." And Barb's like, "Fine, I'll just be back at the hotel room by myself." Like she was very. You were never. You were never like that. 
However, you are a more structured person than I am. Oh, yeah. Certainly fun times were very structured with you and your (laughs) schedules. You know what I mean? (laughs) Structured equals fun to me. Yes, exactly. There you go. I'm like, let's finger paint. Okay, it's been 12 minutes. Let's clean it up and do something else. Yeah. Yeah, totally. See, that was so that was your fun way of managing things. I do things a little differently, you know, not when it comes to bedtime. You will whip your girls out of a social situation and get them to bed. Yes. More so than anybody I know, which is I've always been like, huh, Mandy is so loosey goosey most of the time. But bedtime is like you don't joke around. Yeah, because I know that how I mean, well, they, you know, it, it affects me. Like, mm-hmm. and, and sleep is the one thing that, you know, it's everything. I mean, we, none of mm-hmm. us sleep enough. You get your health. It's, you know, and right. I have television to watch. Right. <laughs> no, but you know, especially now, like my kids get up, you know, it's so funny, right? Like I get, a, I get them on a bus at 7 a.m. When did I become that person? Wait till they're teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> he, t- he does a lot of like quoting his toddlers and all the crazy Stuff they say and do. I wrote down um, <laughs> his little girl points to a woman in a burqa and asks if she's a ninja. <laughs> and then his little boy didn't want the juice box he was drinking and screamed out, I hate Jews. <laughs> and it reminded me of when we had Casey, we were living in a condo building and he was about 18 months, maybe 20 months, just starting to talk. And we had a neighbor who had a big, beautiful yellow lab named Whiskey. Uh And Casey would love to see Whiskey in the halls. And when Whiskey wasn't in the hall, Casey would run down the hall saying, I want Whiskey. I want Whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) That's my kid. And still to this day. Well, you know the time. So so, uh, my daughter, she's always been obsessed with death, right? Delilah, did you know that my little ray of something blonde sunshine is obsessed with death? And um, she would ask my mom, like, Grandma, when are you going to die? And my mom would say, oh, gosh, not till you're not till I'm like 100. Don't even worry about it. Like when I'm 100, you could start worrying about me dying, right? Right. And then we were at a open house for Abby's kindergarten class. So Delilah is like three and a half or four, I guess, mm-hmm. three, maybe. And we are there and there's a woman there who's older. And Delilah's new favorite question was, how old are you? Right. Mm -hmm. And the woman said, I'm 94. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah, Good for her. Yeah. And Delilah, I see her start doing the math on her fingers. Right. Yeah. 95, 96. And I'm watching this and it's like that weird slow motion, like, no, don't say. She's like, you'll be dead in six years. In six years, you'll be dead. And I was like, ha, 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 she, sorry. It's a little joke we have in our family. It's not, sorry about that. You won't yeah. be, I, you look very healthy. I think everything's fine. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. They yeah. do say the darndest things, don't, don't they? they? Don't they? Oh, God, is there yeah. anything else you want to point out before we give this man jobs? Oh, <laughs> I feel so dirty. He's such a clean comic and I'm g- doing jokes. I mean, good yeah, for you, Jim. jobs and ha- man's jobs. Way to go, Jim. Yeah. Way to go. Um, I No, I feel good about it. I, I It was a great choice. I loved it. I, Yay, I'm I, so glad. Yeah, I give it like four man jobs. And I only yeah, don't give I, it five because I fell asleep. <laughs> 
I was very surprised when you said, oh, I love Jim Gaffigan. He just seems sometimes you not intentionally avoid, but I'm surprised sometimes when something's very mainstream and middle America and you're like, huh, I've never encountered that. Like that's you. Your sensibilities aren't mainstream middle America. That's true. So but I am a parent. Right. Like I know all the stuff about we get it, Mandy. You're a parent. We get it. (laughs) No, but it was very relatable to me because he's talking. I mean, he's just naturally funny, too. Like, I look, yes, I naturally funny people. It doesn't even have to be my thing. Like if if you know how to deliver a joke, I'm I'm all for it. And he does. Right. Yeah. So I guess I I thought this might be like you saying, oh, he's so mainstream and boring and we might disagree. But I'm glad to know that unequivocally Jim Gaffigan is funny. I give it four and a half man jobs. I like it. I love Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> I really do. He yeah. seems like a nice guy. I want to hang out with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, really funny. He makes funny. me laugh. Yeah. He tickles me. Did you ever see his TV shows? How come he didn't? None of his TV shows really worked, did they? Well, he was on that one, My Boys, oh. for a few years. Oh. But I don't know about his TV shows. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. We're going to do some conversational reads of our credits <laughs> to make them sound fresh and exciting. You know, it's There's a magic to this, you know, that you have to sort of ease into it. Like if they're, they put a little bit of music under it, right? Now you're feeling it. You're rubbing yourself as you're saying I, that. Yeah, I do that every time. Well, it's because okay. it excites me that Man Cave is a production of True Story FM. Uh, our engineering is done by Pete Wright. Thank you, Pete. Music by Ian Post. Thank you, Ian. Hey, and guys... Fandies, if you're out there and your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please do go ahead and give us a bunch of stars. Five, if you don't mind, and write a re-review. It really helps us and it makes us feel good about ourselves and good about you, quite frankly. We'll respond. And 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 we do know which of our friends are listening and enjoying the show yes. and calling us and saying, oh my God, that was so funny today who have not left a review. We know who you are. Oh, yeah. No, we're keeping a score chart. Yeah. If you're offended by what I just said and you want to let us know about (laughs) it, join us on Discord. Go to mancave.com slash Discord. The community channel is open to all. And for our Man Cave members, aka Fandies, you guys can join us in our super secret members only channel. Thank you, Fandies. And uh, it's funny that you should say member. (laughs) How do you become a member? It's so easy. You just head to mancave.com slash Fandy, F-A-N-D-Y. And uh, you can support us and get a lot of cool stuff. Like there's bonus content. There's some holiday magic that's coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Although I don't know if that's really bonus, but we'll we'll discuss. And uh, <laughs> maybe like self-portraits. Mandy and I might go into painting. And access to our members-only Discord channel. And also you get a special message from the Mandys on your birthday. All of that is true. And now we also have merch It's Man Cave Swag. It is t-shirts, mugs, uh, tote bags. And you can get a Man Cave uh, line. You can get my favorite, The Real Housewives. The 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 Real Real Housewives of San Fernando Fernando Valley. Valley. Yes, because I love the color pink. And we have a brand new line from last Two weeks ago's podcast, I guess people will have heard it. Yep. When we did Colin in black and white, and it's the Mandy's in white and white. <laughs> Hope no one's offended, but we are both very, very white. Super white. And yeah. there's a whole new line of stuff to get. So go to mancave.com slash merch and get your swag, holiday gifts. It's yeah. not too late. Oh, and if you are offended... 
Go ahead and leave that in your reviews. Suckers. Maybe suckers isn't the right way to end that. But it's okay. But so we'll move on. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> oh. All right. I have a game. Yay! And it is for both of us. Okay. Like a Russian roulette, like like guess what day we got pregnant. I'm trying to think of all the parenting games. Uh what will what kind of drugs will Delilah become addicted to? Uh will Abby be an astronaut? Well, the drugs for Delilah, it's clearly meth with your background with Better Call Saul. <laughs> um okay, this is remember when we were growing up and we would do magazine quizzes? Uh yes. Mm-hmm. Cosmo was a okay. big one. How yeah. to please your man so, in 12 days, stuff like that. So this is the modern version. This is an online quiz to tell you what kind of parent you are. Oh, great. Okay. (laughs) Question one. And we're both going to answer these questions. I'll mark your answers. Okay. And then maybe I'll keep track of mine and we'll we'll see uh, see how we differ. We can finally see who's the better parent. And I'm, I'm glad we're doing this out in the open instead of just constantly between me and Patrick in our car. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Your child wants to eat a cookie before bedtime, but they've already brushed their teeth. What do you do? A, (laughs) absolutely not. You've already brushed your teeth. This is a household rule and will not change. B, I don't think it's a good idea. You've already brushed your teeth. Though you don't think it's a good idea, you will listen to your child's explanation for why a cookie is necessary. (laughs) C, sure. While you know your child has already brushed their teeth, you do not like denying them their wants. Okay. Well, first of all, there's more nuance to this. I mean, I would, sometimes I'm A, but sometimes I'm B because, hey, what if it's the holidays and we just made cookies and we didn't have dessert and they haven't had dessert all day and they just forgot. Answer the question, Claire. No, there are, there are, there's shades of gray here. That's all I'm saying. At least 49 of them. Uh, But I'll say, I'll say B if I'm being honest. There's, there's wiggle room for a cookie. I knew you would answer B. Of course you did. And you're A. Of course. Okay. <laughs> question two. There are 87 questions, so let's move it oh, along. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Six more. Your child played rough with one of their siblings and hurt them. Oh, what do you do? You A. punch their little shit out of them, right? Is that one of the questions? Whoa. <laughs> A. Punish them. Time out, spanking, etc. No exceptions. B. Listen to each child give their side of the story before coming to a conclusion. C. Briefly intervene, but ultimately allow my children to continue playing rough. <laughs> well, definitely not C. What was what was the question again? A. Th- your child played rough with one of their siblings and hurt them. What do you do? Punish Uh-oh. them? Listen to each side of the story? Or let them keep playing? Oh, my God. These are not nuanced questions. I, I mean, A. A, they got to get a consequence, but you also have to find out the context because right. they have to solve it. Right. Yeah. What about you? I would say B. I also like spanking, etc. That's really funny. And it's etc. Et is spelled et wrong because these online quizzes are classy. So should I check off A or B for you? I don't know. Do A. Because I do, right. but I do both. I'm going to tell you, I do both. But but you definitely get a consequence. We have a baseline of kindness. You don't ever get physical with anybody ever. There's no excuses for it ever. Okay. That's how we do it. Good to know. So I can shove your kids around and they're not going to retaliate. That's nice. <laughs> That's I like that. Yep. Okay. Your child asks for candy during checkout at the grocery store. What do you do? A, 
Tell them no. I do not allow children to eat candy unless it's a special occasion. <laughs> B. Allow my child to tell me why I should allow them to get candy while deciding if they can or not. C. Buy the candy for my child. I buy it every time they ask. Jesus Christ. Well, I, I'm an A because I don't do a lot of candy like that. All right. Uh, I am an A as well. Now, they always try to bargain, but, you know. Right. But I shut it down. I don't want to hear it. Uh, now, their father's oh, a very different story. Yes, he is. <laughs> it is snack time and your child has already had their portion. She asks for another snack. What do you do? A, say no because of the one snack rule. B, allow my child to tell me why she would like another snack and give her something if she's hungry. <laughs> C, give her the snack without question or concern. B. B, I'm going to say C. Uh, and the and truly, I would fat shame them, but that's not an answer here. So. <laughs> I'm telling you, okay. see? No nuance. Your child is participating with a playmate. He snatches a toy from his playmate without asking. What do you do? A, immediately demand that my son return the toy to his playmate. B, explain my, to my child that he shouldn't take toys from his friends before making him return it. C, ignore the incident and allow them to keep playing. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, C, because it's a better show. But really what I would do is B. But C is way more entertaining. Let's be honest. I want to know honestly what kind of mother you are to see how much better I am. Oh, no. So let's say B. I would do B, yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, we don't grab things. I, I yeah, we do oh. grab things all the time. And I constantly have to say we don't grab things. So I don't know when okay. that's going to actually stick. But full disclosure, I did not read this quiz before choosing it. <laughs> so this is how You're often the asshole do you... who had your kids at home. No, go ahead. <laughs> How often do you spank your children? Oh. <laughs> a, every time they violate a rule. B, I prefer to use timeouts. C, uh, I think if spanking is necessary, I will use it. D, I try to never discipline my child. Okay, wait, what? <laughs> so it's, do you spank them all the time? Spank them sometimes? Only do timeouts? Or never discipline them at all? Oh, okay. Well, oh, only timeouts then. Okay. So let's, I prefer, I use it every time they violate a rule that entails a timeout as a consequence. That was terrible because we, we don't believe in spanking, you and me. No. Your child made a failing grade on a test. What do you do? Be disappointed, but ultimately not punish them. <laughs> Make them study for a few minutes every night and warn them that if the bad grades continue, they, there may be negative consequences. Allow them to explain why they got the bad grade, but do nothing. Give them the chance to improve on their next test before seeking punishment. Ground them for a specific and set amount of time, no exceptions. <laughs> this is impossible. <laughs> I mean... Okay. No punishment. I'll have them see. study. I'll do C. C. I don't punish and then them. I, my answer would be B. I didn't answer the spanking question. All right. Authoritative parent. Congrats. Your method of parenting as see, is seen as the most effective and acceptable form in the eyes of most professionals. While you are a warm and loving caregiver, you are also firm and consistent instead of using the worn out because I said so excuse with your children. Keep up the good work. Your efforts have been deemed beneficial and accurate in the eyes of doctors and child care experts. My God. And, and Mandy Kaplan. Well done. Wow. Great. What does it say about my career? Is there, <laughs> it's not some... a magic eight ball. Oh, okay. All right. Well, says you. All right. Um, 
Great. So I'm a wonderful parent, just like I thought. You are. Yeah. And you too, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i a little stricter, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would never just blindly rip a toy away or punish or whatever. I would always explain, you yeah. know, we've talked about this. There will be a consequence, but I will always do that consequence. There is nothing worse than, yeah. and here's the judgy parent part, than watching a, I mean it, we're going home. I mean it. I'm going to count to three. We're going home. We're going home. You did it again. We're going home if you do it one more time. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Go That's home. <laughs> do it. Right? I'm going to, okay. Do, uh, are, although do I have a feel... tendency at your house to be a little bit like, all right, we're leaving in five minutes. And then I have a little more wine. You know, sometimes. No, 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 not that. Not when we're going home. But Oh, if, yeah. Right? If yes. you continue to not share or do whatever, you know, if you continue yeah. to misbehave, we're leaving. My Or if you continue to misbehave, yeah. you're getting a timeout and then you don't do it. Oh my God. You my just keep favorite, counting. My favorite parenting phrase of all time is asked and answered. Mm. I love that. I Because mm-hmm. they'll keep mm-hmm. asking, but you can keep saying asked and answered, asked and answered. Yes. It's, it's gold. Yeah. <sighs> That's good. Um, yeah. What are you going to do to me? Uh, it, whoa. Am I supposed to say that? <laughs> say that right now? Oh, oh, right. Sorry. I th- I haven't had lunch. I'm a little, I don't know why I'm suddenly hungry. I ate so much in New York that I'm used to consuming regular yes. amounts of cheese and pasta. So I, uh, sorry, I got a little, uh, I forgot what we're doing here. Yes. So next week, <laughs> here's what you're going to watch. I think you're going to Welcome hate- to the podcast, you're, Mandy. You're definitely going to hate me and I'm going to love oh. this. So. Oh no. This week- you are going to watch Get Back, at least the first What's episode that? of the Beatles documentary on Disney+. Plus. You're welcome, and thank you, me. I am did, so excited. To did Jer make you do this? No. He's so no. excited for it. Yeah. So it's releasing right now? I'm just trying to like save your marriage. It's out. Yeah. And oh, it's out. Okay. Yep. And you're going to watch the first episode of the Beatles documentary. It's supposed to be transcendent. Mm-hmm. Look it up. It's a good word. And No, um, I, I, I know what it is. And Jer's very, very excited. So he'll be very grateful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. It's not my jam, but okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think you're going to, I think you're going to love it. Like I, and what's fun about this is like, it's like I'm asking you to do a commentary on Jesus. Like, you're not allowed to not like Jesus. So, you have to like You didn't the know him like I did. <laughs> uh, how long is it? Is it an hour or is it two hours? Like four days. It should be fine. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, well, have fun. And until next week, I love ya. I love you too. 